I'm Chad Rudermans. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Fidelity, bravery, integrity. Today, we're going to be talking about Telling Lies, which was developed by Sam Barlow and Furious B, and was published, of course, by Annapurna Interactive. Uh, it was released in 2019 on iOS, macOS, Windows, Switch, PlayStation 4, and on Xbox One. Uh, and Telling Lies is the only other game in the genre of her story, mm-hmm. also developed by Sam Barlow, uh, which I think is probably where we have to unavoidably begin. Yeah, and Wikipedia called this an interactive movie, which I think is like an okay name mm-hmm. if you wanted to try to give it a genre. Uh, I know that Heavy Rain refers to itself as interactive drama, which this could kind of fall yeah. into. Uh, but I feel like that's more of a a name thing. Like, it definitely is interactive drama, but also the two games could not possibly be more different. Right. Uh, the... The, the the key, like, mechanical element of these games is that the gameplay itself is made up of using search terms in a database to find clips in order to piece together a story. Your goal as uh, yourself, not necessarily as the protagonist, uh, in fact, I believe in her story explicitly the protagonist wants to find out the same thing the player does, but in telling lies... The character already knows these things. Yeah. Uh, so it's 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 interesting because it keeps the same mechanical hook, but the narrative, the the, what do you call that? The shell, <laughs> the frame story, uh, leans into a totally separate thing in both cases. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. I have my own other notes, but I don't know <laughs> if any of them really spin off of that in any interesting way. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> uh, so I guess you said we should start by addressing the fact that it's so similar to her story, or it's by the same developer and uses a very similar gimmick or mm-hmm. style of gameplay. Uh, and right away you notice things like how much higher the production value is. Um, one of the actresses in this is in Westworld. Yeah. Um which is crazy. It just feels like such a far cry from like how indie her story felt, uh, and this is feels like a much like shinier, higher production uh, product. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is like they took the exact same setup as her story, like down to the desktop simulation and there being like a classic computer game to play on it. You can explore the other files on the desktop if you want to, uh, even including the like read me text file that uh, amusingly in this game, if you open it up, looks really strange. Like they've done uh, like a classic game facts header thing Mm -hmm. but you can maximize it and when it's maximized the thing works well so i like that it has that like they even brought over the weird aspect ratio of like default uh notepad versus maximize notepad Mm -hmm. uh and i don't know it all plays together pretty well uh in my opinion like i think that them using the exact same setup as before uh didn't really 
it didn't feel like it was it, it had gotten old mm-hmm. but i'm also just a big fan of her story so maybe that's less of a thing yeah it i felt like it negatively impacted it a little bit for me because i ex- it, since it was so similar i expected them to have some kind of new twist on it or for there to be a little bit more to it and there really isn't Mm-mm. it's more just exactly the same thing <laughs> like i fa- and this is just like an expectations thing but uh i found myself kind of wishing they'd done a little bit of like simulacra style shenanigans where like finding clues on the desktop uh was more of a thing yeah uh, I know there's a part where, like midway-ish through the game where the cat runs over the keyboard and it opens the trash bin if you haven't already done that. And uh, it, there's just like three paintings in there. Mm-hmm. And I looked online and couldn't find if there's like any kind of like Easter eggs there. Uh, I think they just have some visual similarities to some of the clips is like the most anybody had uh, suggested as a... Uh, how it might tie into like the game or like why it's there. But yeah, I just kind of found myself like wishing that there was something to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, this game, it hasn't existed for quite as long, obviously as her story and her story got a little bit more popular just based on word of mouth after it came out. But I feel like that really hasn't happened as much with this game. Mm -hmm. I, I think that, there is a community for it, but I don't know that anybody's done the level of deep dives that they had into her story Yeah, uh, around the time that we talked about that. So there might be some significance to things that we don't know, but from the outset, like both of us explored the, um, the desktop part of it pretty thoroughly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I even went as far as to beat solitaire. Uh <laughs> Uh, and did not find anything that was particularly noteworthy mm-hmm. in it. So, yeah, I mean, as with lots of things in this game, like I didn't really comb it that thoroughly. So there could be secret stuff that I just don't know about. Yeah, yeah, it does. It it's not like it doesn't hinder what the game itself is trying to do, but it does feel like to some spoiled assholes on the internet, us. That it's kind of a squandering of the desktop simulation. Yeah, and I don't even think... I know you were joking, but uh, (laughs) I feel like it sets up expectations for that kind of thing. So Mm -hmm. I think if that's a legitimate complaint... Sure. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it doesn't have anything does make it... It makes that part of the game slightly worse. Yeah, and it's like, why go through the trouble of implementing that kind of stuff if you're not going to do something with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, because they did it in her story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like stuff like the stuff in the paintings in the trash can and mm-hmm. like uh, someone pointed out like there's different Wi-Fi names that will pop up at different times of the night and none of those seem to be significant either and like other stuff like that. Yeah. Just yeah, just missed opportunity, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but I, I think to just do one more quick, quick (laughs) comparison to her story here, uh, before we leap into what the game itself plays like the, 
the you mentioned expectations before uh and the idea that you go into this game with a sort of a mindset especially if you're somebody who's played her story that they're going to be things that are similar it's going to have a similar sort of like setup and honestly i think that the expectations that you have from her story are my biggest issue with this game in that her story felt new and innovative because it had no set ending the gameplay was unique it was something that we hadn't really seen before uh and it it just did all these things that felt new and interesting and cool and when this game rehashes them with the same ga- like core mechanic set the same idea of like discovering what a person's motivation for doing something was and then it having no distinct ending just a your choice to leave when you feel satisfied uh and then an ending cutscene the same way that her story did to me i wanted there to be something else i wanted there to be a different like a different style of ending or even if that's just like the signature of this sort of pseudo franchise that there was some kind of twist on it and it just didn't ever happen now i 100 percent agree um and i think it seems like other people do too because i looked at the steam reviews and they are mixed <laughs> um and if you look at the comments they're all like just play her story um which i think that's a little extreme but uh because i do think that this game is good but no i i fully agree it's hard if you played her story especially if you really liked it um this game feels like it's missing something mm-hmm. um it, i think both on the mechanical side and on the narrative side but we'll talk about that more as we get into it i guess yeah i mean it'll be a fairly quick segue i think True. into it yeah. but uh yeah and uh, honestly like the interesting thing was i was talking to a friend of mine about this game and that person had never played either of them um And I was at kind of an impasse when it came to how I wanted to go about introducing the idea of this, these two games to them, because on the one hand, I feel like I really love her story. I think it's one of my favorite games ever made. It's a really interesting concept and it's executed really well for, for how like short and cheap the game is. But then on the other hand, would you feel the same about telling lies if it is the first one that you played because i feel like my expectation from her story is what makes me feel this way about telling lies yeah i I was thinking about the same thing and i kind of wanted to compare it to journey and abzu Mm. they're two games that are so similar to each other that if whichever one you play first i think is the one you're gonna like and whichever one you play second is gonna feel like a derivative Mm -hmm work that doesn't stand out as much and i think these games have similar issues if you want to think of it as an issue well i mean Uh, yeah and it's it's even a better comparison because they are both games that were created by the same core teams so yeah like when somebody makes such a similar piece to whatever their previous work was it's gonna raise these questions yeah, I would tell that friend to play her story first. Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I didn't let my curiosity overcome my yeah. personal bias. So, uh, good. good. Yeah. 
I'm glad that n- none of us grew as people. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but I guess if we're going to jump into it, uh, throw up a spoiler warning for her yeah. story, because we're going to talk about that Yeah, and this. Yeah, and so... <laughs> if you haven't played her story, stop and go play that. Mm-hmm. And then if you like it, play this too. And if you're listening to this, and you can't this come far, back until no, uh. <laughs> until you finish your vegetables. <laughs> uh, and if you happen to uh, not have heard or not have played this game, Telling Lies, also do that first if you have any intention to, because uh, much like the disclaimer we put in front of her story, uh, this game also once you know its narrative tricks, uh, it will lose all of its impact entirely. So. Uh, you've been fairly warned, duly warned. <laughs> and don't forget it. <laughs> so, telling lies, the game begins with. Let's actually let's back up about five years. Her story, of the game, when you load it up, begins with the search term "murder" in the police database. And from there, you watch the clips and you kind of piece together how you want to enter your search terms based on the things that you get from the clips that you got there. Uh, Obviously, you can ignore this in both cases, but in this one, it turns it around and it says and it starts with the, the word love. And I think that this is actually this is one of my favorite things that the games, when taken as a whole, do because it is it establishes essentially like the thesis of what each game is about because the first one is about a murder. It is about a violent crime and it's about why these people would conspire to commit that the crime Yeah, and why you're investigating it as well. Yeah. Whereas in this game, it is a more about the interpersonal relationships that the characters share than any individual act that they do. Uh, and that's about as, that's as profound as I'm going to go. Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> it's the one thing that I noticed and was like, I like this as a through line between the two games. Yeah. And I don't think there's much else there for that I picked up on. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's less uh, on that kind of level, but there were parallels that I noticed just like, in like the themes of the stories like uh i remember in her story there's a lot of like early on um she talks about a dollhouse and she talks about rapunzel yeah. and like fairy tales and storybooks and this game has that too like one of the first things they talk about is the princess book and reading the bedtime stories And so I thought that was an interesting, like, little things like that, like little details Mm -hmm. uh, sprinkled in that felt like interesting parallels if you played them both. Yeah, his boat being named The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, I remember him reading Rumpelstiltskin, or rather, like, reciting it from memory. Yeah, because he read the book to her so many times. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I remember, because, yeah, that first clip, uh, the mom, Emma, says something about how her the grandma lauren i think is her name uh gave alba the like disney princess like box set of like dvds or whatever and she was like oh boy and i was like i remember like i wrote down disney as (laughs) like a, a potential search term and then i was like no 
and then like I, I erase it. I'm like, that's that stands out to me because I'm a Disney fan. Mm-hmm. That's not important. And then I go to like the next clip, and he's where he's talking to Max, and she says something about a princess in Prince Charming. And then I go back and I write Disney back in. <laughs> like, okay, maybe that is significant. <laughs> It wouldn't go so far as to use the copyright, but yeah. The... Yeah, I mean, it does bring up one clip mm. if you type in Disney. I never tried. Yeah, though it, I... it's, it's just a clip with Ava's parents, and mm. they, they talk how they live in Florida, and they mention Disney. Oh, yeah, we prefer our Disney yep. in Florida. I remember this, yeah. Uh, yeah. That is definitely a through line uh, between the two that I did actually also mark down, but I felt like in both the games, they act as kind of a red herring. Yeah, and I I like that. I, it's one of those, because it's very evocative, right? Like, you're like all the storyteller, uh, fairy tale imagery. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it definitely leads you down some rabbit holes, and I think that's part of, like, when the game is at its best is when it's like giving you terms you're like oh and like you're like i gotta type in this and it takes you down like this thematic uh, like through line through like a series of clips mm-hmm. and those are some of the stronger memories or like the fairy tale related ones to me yeah um how did you typically because I, I know how i play these games and i don't necessarily know i think that i'm playing them in sort of like the developer intended way mm-hmm. um but when you find a, a search term right and you want to look it up do you and i think i can infer this from what you said but it's worth talking about uh-huh. we <laughs> do you sort of go through the five presented clips and then just like mark down anything that you think you're going to search for after that? Or will you like watch a clip and be like, Oh, I have to get the other side of this or have to get like whatever else. So you just stop and go back and, and look for the rest. I, I the first thing that you said, where okay. it's like, I, I watched through all five clips that are there or however many there are. And I mark down the words that seem significant as I go. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, after I've watched the, those five or however many, I go with the next most tantalizing word. <laughs> and just kind of make yeah. your way down the list. There were a few times, though, in this where I wanted to see the other side of a conversation, so I just immediately tried to look for it. But then I just wrote down what word I was on so I could go back and watch the rest of the clips. Right. Yeah, so that is actually... That's kind of what I wanted to to get into here is the... I I always played her story like without any deviation from it by watching every clip presented for a word and then choosing to go through to the next one. Mm-hmm. But this game actually did force me to kind of like change that a bit and it is the decision to make all of the clips one half of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh with the exception of like the few that are from like surveillance cameras or uh like those meetings and stuff yeah. where they set it up specifically to little record. hidden cameras that he has yeah so those are the those are the clips that like you just watch pretty much and go okay i get it like i get that point mm-hmm. and we can maybe talk if you think there's something there if they use those in a specific way as opposed to the ones that only use half of a clip. 
uh, because I was edging on a thought about that. Uh, I feel like I'd have to go back and like look at what kind of information is presented in the more straightforward clips. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't have like a theory on it or a, a thesis on that. Yeah, it was something that now that I'm thinking about it, I wish I would have given a little bit more thought to. But I'm thinking back on them as like the big ones for me are like the one where he's explaining the plan to blow up the or to he's rehearsing his speech to blow up the bridge Mm -hmm. with the other guy who's like the other plant who's on the boat yeah and then the follow-up one where they actually perform that um was really interesting to see and that's like a major plot point there's the one where the blonde lady karen yeah shows up at the apartment uh to like confront him like seemingly during a meeting yeah uh which also seems fairly important and gives you a lot of sort of like things to branch off of but there are also tons of one-sided conversations that i feel like gave me a lot of information as well um i just don't know if they're sort of like the big plot delivers the way that i was imagining um yeah i feel like you're definitely on to something that maybe not only just like significant plot points but just important like expository information is often uh put into those kinds of that kind of format mm-hmm. um but yeah it's i think it it plays loose with it yeah and it it might be a little bit of a coincidence but definitely seems at least mostly intentional yeah i do i don't know i i think that they they were pretty clever in the same way that they were in her story with with sort of seeding things the way that they want you to go about them yeah no it's just as impressive in this as it was in her story where i it does such a good job of presenting the information in a certain order to like send you down like certain paths and to keep the the bigger revelations till later mm-hmm. um I was especially aware of it this time, uh, but I noticed a whole bunch of words popping up in different clips, like hours apart, like that. That like I remembered uh, and but didn't think to search. And I'm like, oh, if I would have searched that word, it would have taken me to this clip. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it, I think it's really clever because it's often like little insignificant words, and I like how you can start to see the web, <laughs> like you know, like the. Uh, the spreadsheet of like how all these clips connect to each other uh, once you've played a lot of these games. Uh, so I just thought that was kind of interesting that when I would notice those things. Yeah, for sure. I remember the, the time when, uh, so I found what is effectively the last clip um, where he like kills himself with a bomb mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell if that's what was happening or not. I wasn't a hundred percent sure if there was going to be like something else after that, mm-hmm. but in the end credit sequence, we fucking warned you about these spoilers. <laughs> uh, there's a clip from star after she has grown up and says like, I like to imagine that the bomb wiped my father from history as well as from the planet or something Uh, which makes me assume that like as far as anyone knows he died in the bomb blast okay that's interesting uh because 
during the credits, I got a different scene. Fuck off. Uh, and, <laughs> I love this. Okay. And I know I I know why because of the post credits report. But uh, mine was uh, a grown up Alba, or a teenage Alba, or however old she was. Because um, in in the report, it told me I spent most of my time focusing on clips of Emma. Okay. Even though I felt like that wasn't true, <laughs> uh, I thought I saw mostly or the majority or the one that I saw the most of their story. I thought was Ava, right? Which is apparently what it was for you. Yeah. But apparently it was Emma, and I got a end clip based on her and Alba. I mean, chalk it up to you, like having the the you had the connection to search out the fairy tale stuff early on. Yeah. And I didn't know Emma's name until about five hours in. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just he just never said it, as far as I could tell, and she would just kind of come up in separate clips. And then I got very focused on figuring out who the anesthesiologist Steve was. <laughs> uh, but we're going to move on past that, because uh, it wasn't very fruitful, as uh-huh. it turned out. The thing that led into the whole conversation that we just had was talking about how this game sort of has you play and it being these one-sided conversations made me more frequently want to go find the other half of the conversation before I finished a whole set of clips. Mm -hmm. Um, I still didn't do it very often, but the urge to do it was there a lot more than it ever was in in her story. And so I think what I want to know is how you feel about the the half conversation format mm-hmm. uh, because I know that it's gotten a lot of the, 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 those mixed reviews. Yeah. A lot of them talk about how, how quiet this game is sometimes. Yeah. Well, the difference um, is with her story, you're watching someone being interviewed. Mm-hmm. So it's not a two sided thing. It's like an interviewer has like asked her a sh- short prompt and then she just talks for a couple minutes. Mm hmm. Uh, so that's a lot, I think, easier to digest. It's a lot smoother. And in this, uh, I, I didn't mind it when the clips were like four minutes or less. But it's like a seven to nine minute clip <laughs> and half of it is silent. It is pretty annoying. And and like having to like rewind through stuff felt it definitely got tedious. But I almost kind of wondered if it was like trying if it wanted to be tedious to like kind of emulate this feeling of like obsessing over something and like pouring over tedious mundane work because you have to know, like, I don't know if it was trying to tap into like making you feel how like the character you're playing as is supposed to feel like there's Mm -hmm. this kind of like dire desperate. I have to just fucking do this (laughs) to like get this information kind of feeling. If that makes any sense. Because if it's not something like that, I don't understand why they would have done it that way. Yeah, the the rewinding is a whole other topic because I felt like the way it was implemented that the rewind shouldn't have been, either shouldn't have been in the game or there just should have been an option to start the clip from the beginning. Yeah. Uh, as it stands, like I wanted to not rewind before the term that I searched because I felt like that was the way that the game was intended to be played. 
Um, I I literally always rewound to the beginning with every clip. (laughs) Yeah, well, it became that because it introduces two big problems. And the first one is if you don't if you don't like leave a bookmark in a clip or something after you watch it, even if you watched it because he said boat in the last 13 seconds of a seven minute clip, Uh it tells you that you've watched that clip before and it makes it a lot harder to go back and find the ones that you haven't seen pieces of. Um, it, It sort of solves the her story problem of you end up with like, you like will watch a clip in its entirety and then just fucking throw it away. Mm -hmm. But it ends up, causing way more problems because you no longer know when it is in the clip that you have like you've listened so you want to go in and check and then you're like i think i've heard this before but i know i'm looking for similar words so maybe i'm just confusing it with another conversation Mm -hmm. so you end up watching like one clip like four times going like uh this is i don't understand so yeah eventually i just started rewinding to the beginning for every one because it was more tedious to sort of catalog the ones that I've watched and from what point I've watched them and who they were having a conversation. Right. It was just too much information. Yeah, like, for me, it wasn't even, like, a like a choice or a question. <laughs> like, it just felt real bad to know that there was over half the clip I just wasn't seeing. Right. Like, I don't know. I just couldn't resist that, like, urge to see the whole thing. Yeah. But I guess more to your original question, because I kind of didn't address the part um, (laughs) that it's two halves of a conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, I did find that to be very intriguing a lot of the time. Like there is it's just kind of mysterious. Right. Especially early on, whereas this guy, David, is just talking to people (laughs) and you don't know who it is at first. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's probably when it gave me feelings most similar to her story where it was like, how many different people is he talking to? Um, Cause like at first you assume that it's like his wife, but then you were like, Oh, this tone of this conversation doesn't feel like how he would talk to his wife. I don't know. I got to look into this. <laughs> um, so I, I really liked that. It, but as like I said, with in regards to like the rewinding and stuff, worked better with shorter clips. Like when I, like when I think it should have just kept, the clip length down given you have to sit through silence. Yeah. Cause what ends up happening is you have these clips, like the longest clips in her story were like three to four minutes long and probably. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of the very long ones were like the time that she played the guitar. Yeah. Uh, and most of the clips were very short because they were like excerpted from larger conversations and you were supposed to sort of like figure out what parts of the clip you needed to find in order to get the whole story in this game you just have the whole story in front of you but just only half of the the participators Mm -hmm. and Uh, it was usually a lot easier to find the other half than it would be to find the subsequent clips in her story yeah i i agree and because i don't think that was the point in this game so much like I think that there are elements, especially at the beginning, where you want to go from clips of David talking, because he has the majority of the clips in the game, uh, and then 
just sort of find and figure out who it is that he's talking to and how they relate to him. But once that's solved, there isn't any mystery anymore. It's just very easy to just jump from one clip to the the opposing side of it by just searching for particular keywords that they say. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to pepper in two little mechanical things here before jumping in mm-hmm. off of what you just said there. Um, one complaint I had in her story was the part where, like, the police siren would go by and there was, like, a really horrible-looking uh, reflection of a face yeah. that, uh, in the monitor. Hey, this one has video of a real person's face. I feel like I suggested that. Uh, you did. Not to suggest that I influence this game at all. <laughs> no, I'm but... pretty sure that it was out when we did our <laughs> yeah. episode. So. But I liked to, I really liked to see that improvement. Like, the, the presentation... <laughs> uh a plus and all those improvements i think uh and the other one i wanted to know if you actually used the notepad on the fake desktop oh to like type notes to like make notes no okay. i used a notepad on my real desktop to type notes okay uh because it was just it was slightly easier to me no uh, yeah same thing i i made notes on my phone and uh I feel like it had the same problem that the <laughs> reaching back for this one, the uh, whatever they were called, the root calculator from nine nine nine. Oh lordy! Hi, yes, hello, two thousand and seventeen. Uh, no clue. But they gave you this thing to help you out with these problems they give you in the game, but then you don't have access to it when you would need it. Yeah. Uh, you didn't. You couldn't bring up the calculator when they actually gave you those problems to solve. And in this, you can't bring up the notepad while you're watching the clips. Right. So rendering it basically useless, <laughs> unless you want to take more detailed notes afterwards. Mm-hmm. But I never really felt that that was necessary personally. No, so it, I just it doesn't. jotted down the keywords while I was listening to the clips. Yeah. But anyway, with those two things out of the way, <laughs> uh, one thing that you were getting at there at the end of our last little narrative spiel uh, was that. Her story had a kind of big twist, as I want to call it, to it, where you start out browsing this database, looking into this murder, right? Murder was the first search term, Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure this out. But you get about, like, half-ish way through the game, maybe a little further, maybe a little bit sooner, depending on who you are, Uh, and you start to wonder wait a minute (laughs) seems like there's some inconsistencies here is this actually two different women and then it's like completely flips things on its head like it like kind of reignites like your enthusiasm for like what you're doing uh and it everything shifts towards like figuring that out like and trying to prove that and it recontextualizes like what you've already seen recontextualizes the whole game And that's, like, a really great moment, and it's a thing that I think makes her story, like, a great game, an exceptional game. This game doesn't really have something like that. Um, And I I like that it's trying to go for something different, Mm -hmm. but it feels like it doesn't have anything to really take a twist like that's place either. Um, You're just kind of putting together a narrative. And there isn't any kind of, like, hook or twist beyond that Mm -hmm. uh, in comparison to her story. And for me, that was, like, the most disappointing part of this game. 
Yeah. I I think I do agree. I think that the investigation part of the game suffers from not having something to really throw a wrench into your thought process. Like at one point in her story, you have an idea of what you're looking for and then you don't. And then it, you it, yeah, flips, the, flips it on its head. Yeah. Now you're looking for something else. Yeah. And so it not only lets you, you want to go back and look at old clips. Exactly. And I never had that desire while playing this game at all. Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever rewatched a clip in this. Yeah. I think, I mean, I did because I was trying to play it without rewinding at right. the beginning, but eventually, yeah. Like after I started watching whole clips, there was no reason ever really for me to go back and, and watch a clip again, except I did the, uh, the final clip because that's how I got the names of his kids right. and was able to find those clips as a result of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's an aside because the <laughs> point still stands. This game does not have a thing that recontextualizes the way that you look at the old clips because like the biggest reveal that I can think of in this game is that David is in fact an FBI agent and he's sort of like, he's been planted with an assignment to seduce this girl, get in on the good side of this activist organization and then sabotage them by convincing them to do some kind of violent act, which means they can then like bust all of them and send them to prison. Mm -hmm. Um, And then is like the main narrative essentially like beat for beat of what the, the, the story is. The twist ending is that he ends up falling for Ava and also he's just a real bad dude (laughs) yeah the story with Maxine ended up being the most interesting one to me yeah 10,000 percent um but I don't feel like I I felt like I was missing a significant clip there but I, I found the one I watched several with her before I found the one where she shoots him in the leg yeah and then I was like, oh, like, and then I was like totally focused on that for like <laughs> the last bit of my uh, playthrough. But, and I found some more clips, but I never, I felt like I found like, I felt like there was some, some missing tissue. Like, I think she's the one who allows your character to get the files. Like she's the one who leaked the, or blackmailed David and is how like the FBI is now involved in getting the clips and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I don't know. I felt like there was some kind of like connective tissue there that I was missing. Yeah, I mean, it's very possible that that's the case, but the like the way that Max's story plays out is like after they meet and start talking, and then what happens is like she is playing this like French girl. Uh-huh. Uh, she's a webcam model. We never really mentioned this. Yeah, uh, and he talks to her. He he like pays for the premium have a webcam chat with private model. Chat. yeah private conversation thing and so they have conversations that are recorded and they're and therefore like you are are privy to um but her conversations also notably are like the ones from her side tend to be longer and extend past the the duration yeah. of the actual conversation they were always the most interesting to me though so i didn't mind watching them well i'm bringing it up as a point of maybe like her side of the clips were submitted 
herself. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. Because she said that she recorded all of them. So when she can send her records and everything else is like very like it's a phone call or it's like a Zoom call or whatever. Yeah. uh, And you just get like the beginning and end. And there will be ones where she's just like sitting on her phone for like four minutes. (laughs) Yeah, at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, oh, hi. And (laughs) I didn't see you come in there. (laughs) That kind of a thing. Uh, but yeah, so she does this and then she changes like her hair and it like startles him and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, I'm not really French, etc." Mm-hmm. And he starts to sort of like push into her life and be yeah, like, I just, like, who I, are you really? I didn't really understand why. Because like I know there was part where he talks or a clip with from his like FBI boss mm-hmm. dude at desk. Um, and I knew his name at one point. Yeah, I don't know. Mike, maybe Mike. It's yeah. Mike. Mike and he says something about you having two targets and I was like okay so one of them's Ava and one of them is Max Mm -hmm. but then there was never I just like I said I felt like I was missing some stuff there but I was never able to find yeah you may have not missed anything because I actually just don't think that she is she is not involved with the FBI plot in any way she is like it doesn't I, seem like it. No, I believe, like, for real, I think yeah, but then, that... Like, what's his motivation for talking to her? You never get a clip that's, like, suggests, like, why... Well, people just do True, this but in like, real life. No, I know, I know. But, like, in a narrative <laughs> game like this, you think there'd be, like, some kind of, you know, the cause and effect. Like, something that gets him to start talking to the cam model. And that it, it doesn't have that. I think that... The narrative reason, and this is like in a classic, it said so in the script kind of way, so take it with a grain of salt, (laughs) but there's a line from Max that I think really sort of like is the reason why I ended up focusing on uh, their conversations in particular, uh, as far as like getting more information about what was going on, is he was like people, or she rather, Max was like, we there are people who, people tend to be honest with sex workers uh because like i don't know you you don't know me etc etc all these things Mm -hmm. and that ends up just being the truth like he's the 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 way that i found out that he was a federal agent because i am a dumb person (laughs) and did not recognize the fbi's logo in the clips with uh or in the one clip i had seen at that point uh with mike I was like, oh, fuck, like, search federal agent, found all these other clips. That's when you see the clip of her shooting him in the leg. Right. But they do the move of having him shave, so it's harder to tell that it's him uh, if you aren't really deep already. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, from, like, federal agent, you go to government, and then, fuck, there's even more stuff there. That's how I got to the last clip. Right. Because uh, he talks about how the government has been doing mm. shady bad shit. I don't know if I ever searched government. It's a good term, uh, but you get some Mac stuff, you get that final clip. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I went through all of these things, and that's why I like Max. As far as I I didn't read anything into why he was talking to her, I thought it was just a thing that he liked to do. Yeah, and once again, it might be the fact that I've played her story first and kind of was like looking for there to be more Mm. is probably why I felt like there was supposed to be like in my head uh some kind of i don't know something yeah. but he does say um 
something about like she says something about like you like your therapist to be wearing panties or whatever mm-hmm. I, I think maybe yeah if you just want to take it as this is something that people just do like people <laughs> get lonely and then they talk to cam models uh that could be a, a reason why he gets on there is because he just wants somebody he can just not lie to well i think and it could be uh, no more complex than that right i i think it is more complex than that i think it's a conspiracy no i'm joking uh, <laughs> and here are all the documents <laughs> i think what it is is david is a narcissist or at least that's how i read it as and i think that he just wants he constantly needs someone to be interacting with him yeah, uh, in some way. So, like, he puts himself out. He doesn't, like, go to the lengths of, like, not showing that he's good with a gun when he meets, like, the random fucking oh. protesters. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, at the, the bar. Yeah, where they're playing House of the Dead or Right, and it comes like back that. to bite him in the ass because they bring it up, and he's like, oh, I worked uh, movies or some shit, yeah. like, years ago. Uh and so, like, you have that, and you have the fact that he basically, like, has two ongoing relationships over the course of the thing, and he's really dedicated to both of them, mm-hmm. uh, and he wants both of them to think that he is the good guy in those situations. Um, and then you get this other part where he is very, like, he talks to this, to this cam girl, and he's very, like, insistent on getting, like, real information from her. Uh, it's just, like, something that, to me, it reads as just, like, a guy who just has to domineer every yeah. relationship that he's in. It's, but, I don't know. Like, I kind of found... It just, you just made me think of this. But um, <laughs> that the clip where she shoots him, mm-hmm. maybe, like, three-fourths of, of like, all, the way through all the clips I saw with her... Is when I found that, and then watching more clips after that, it does almost kind of feel like she's getting in his head and like getting him to tell her stuff for the explicit purpose of like of blackmailing him. him for something. But I'm I don't know. There's a clip that I presume that you've also seen where she says that uh, that she's recorded yeah. like everybody. That she talks yeah, I found about. that one after. Yeah. yeah. She set, reveals set. that she's in a set. Right. So I do that. Like, I, I knew that part of it. And so my assumption would have been that... Because uh, I, I was seeing it from the other angle. I'm actually, like, kind of spooling through my memory of this conversation <laughs> to like, try and, it, like, figure it out. I think if you go back and watch some of them, or you think back to some of them it kind of feels like she's leading the conversation in a way to like get him to tell her stuff. And in the way that I was viewing it, uh, I got like, there's the whole sequence where she has him call her on her cell phone, which right. in my mind was his attempt of getting her phone number right. so that he could then run like a background search, figure out who she was yeah, and then go from there. Uh, but she's, obviously had a fake or a burner phone or whatever well it she he did just totally figure out everything about her though true because he like shows up and knows her first and last name who her parents are and like when she moved true uh to i think cincinnati isn't it it's in ohio somewhere um dayton yeah, maybe it's one of the it doesn't matter i'm just curious 
Yes. <laughs> yeah, I keep wanting to say Detroit, but that's where Ava right. was living. And it's not in Ohio. But, um, yeah, it, it's something like maybe Dayton. Somewhere close to here. Yeah. I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, he shows up and he knows all these things. So, like, maybe they were both doing it to each other. Yeah. Uh, which is also interesting. But my read was very David-centric. Mm. And uh, I think She that was one step ahead of, of him, though. Yeah, sort of, by having the the, the logs yeah. and everything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. She was really interesting. Oh, yeah. I think she's like the best character in mm-hmm. the game, uh, to some extent. Uh, but there are other characters in the game. <laughs> yeah, we didn't talk much about Ava. No, uh, and she is important. She is like she is his mark at the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's actually a lot of backstory that you can sort of piece together. That you can either read charitably, I think, uh, or uncharitably. I I think David finds out that uh, someone, uh-huh. Keith Peter, Peter yeah. is his name, yeah. was basically like a horrible rapist. Uh, and then basically like he goes through the whole sequence of like talk to his friends, then, like, talk to his boss about it in the fucking FBI, uh, which is weird, and then eventually just beats the crap out of him himself. Right. Um, and the the way that that relationship plays out, like, you get the feeling that either, A, he feels like Ava is a victim, and that's what endears him to her mm-hmm. uh, because he, he can act as the savior. Yeah, he, he compares himself to, like, a Prince Charming multiple times, so I think that is what it is. Mm-hmm. And that that's, like, my read. But then also, like, the the more charitable one, I think, is that, like, he genuinely thought that he was doing good because he had, like, fallen in love. Right. I think it's probably a little bit of both, mm-hmm. honestly, because he does seem like he is a bit unhinged as you keep watching, <laughs> uh, maybe to put it lightly. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and there's this one clip that I found pretty late. It's of him, like, probably one of the earliest clips that you watch. He's, like, surveilling her, like, from across the street in a car, and it's like, oh, she's 19. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, I just played this whole thing thinking she was, like, 25. Mm-hmm. And there's that whole, uh, like, because he reads off, like, the profiling information. is like, is likely to show an attachment to an older man who... Is like this, this, and that. Yeah, like, yeah. authoritative and that kind of thing. Mirrors uh, her opinions, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, and it what's what's great about that is that you got that conversation really early. No, and, I got it really late. Oh, I thought you said that it's one of the first. No, you it's, mean it's I one said, of the er, like the chronologically earliest. earliest clips you can watch. Gotcha. Yeah, because I didn't see that clip until they had already asked me if I wanted to end the game. Right. Like it was very very late when I saw that, and it really like that fucked with me. Not that I didn't know that that's what was happening, but seeing it played out, I thought the, I mean, this is probably just the next thing that we should talk about. This game is acted and like performed really well. Yeah. It's yeah. I was kind of talking about the production value at various points, but yeah, that's, it's improved dramatically. As I said, yeah. um, The actress that plays Maxine 
is in Westworld. Mm-hmm. And I thought when I saw the thumbnail to this game that the main <laughs> character was Tom Hardy. Mm-hmm. Discount Tom Hardy as David. Uh, but yeah, no, all like legitimate good actors in here uh, all acted really well. There was maybe like one extra who was like playing House of the Dead with him that I thought kind of sucked, but that was it. That was one clip. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously they had to just grab people for these roles sometimes, yeah. but uh, but no. the core cast was incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. And, um, yeah, I was really impressed with the one actress in her story. Uh, I thought she really carried the game well, and this has a whole cast of people, uh, you know, just as talented, so... Mm-hmm. That was their their casting director for her story, who had to hire one person. Mm-hmm. Was like, I I killed it. <laughs> Let's see if we can yeah. step it up a bit. And it, there were times when I was playing or watching clips where I felt like this would be actually really difficult to to act this out because you have to just kind of like react to <laughs> I assume like a maybe somebody sitting over there mouthing the other person's lines to you or something, or like mm-hmm. a teleprompter that's scrolling the other person's lines or whatever, however they did it. But you just kind of have to act like you're having a conversation. And I feel like that would be really difficult. Shout outs also to the kid. Uh, oh yeah. She's very good. Yeah. And like, cause I also thought that that was when I was thinking about it during the game is like, this kid sat here and didn't and basically acted exactly the way that you would expect a kid to act while they were having a bedtime story re- read to them over the and said the scripted lines that they can't fuck up because <laughs> it will screw up the the search algorithm part of the game <laughs> and had to act like she was asleep and stuff yeah and while well, like you sit still <laughs> yeah while you are assuredly surrounded by professional like video and lighting equipment which is not the, the boom environment mic guy yeah. <laughs> like that's not the environment that a kid behaves in most of the time yeah and she's like 5 mhm so yeah yeah very impressed i was also terrified did you see the clip where emma pulls her tooth out Emma pulls Alba's tooth out or her own tooth oh, out? Uh, <laughs> Alba's tooth out. I don't know if I did. I, I know she lost the tooth, but I don't think I saw her pull it out. The camera would get so close that I was like, I would be like leaning back and being like, are they really going to pull this kid's tooth out? Like, did she really have a loose tooth? And they wrote it into the script. But I think in the end it was, she did a, a classic sleight of hand maneuver Yeah, and didn't yank a child's tooth out on screen which mm-hmm. is good because that grossed me out a bit but <laughs> i was like genuinely surprised and like they both played it like this was just a really realistic performance from everyone oh yeah very genuine mm-hmm. yeah the only times it stood out were times where like characters would be eating <laughs> or something and you had that classic like they had to do a bunch of takes so they don't actually eat the food thing. Uh, like when it was the most noticeable when he was eating the Chinese food, because he was just doing this to the Chinese food for like <laughs> a minute straight. But that was the only time it stood out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just a, a filming stuff thing. Yeah. A quirk of, of filming. 
Yeah. I, if I ever filmed something where an actor needed to eat Chinese food, I would just order 15 boxes of lo mein and be like, You have to eat this mm-hmm. every time. If you don't, <laughs> it must be real. Every time that you fuck up, you're going to be punished later with horrible indigestion <laughs> from eating nothing but lo mein all day. <laughs> Well, do do we have lightning round type stuff that we want to go through before we close it out? I don't think so. I think we covered everything. All right, then. Do we have f- falsehood thoughts? doesn't always have to start with an F. I thought it did. No, we just kind of started doing that. Do you want to telling me your thoughts? Uh, well, that was worse, so. Uh, <laughs> Do we have filmic thoughts? Uh, okay, my filmic thoughts, going just with a different F word. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so, we mentioned her story a lot, and the fact that we like that game a, a lot, and how this doesn't quite live up to it because of how similar the games are. And uh, that's not a unique thought to have about this game, but it is true, I think. Um, it, it This game does feel a little bit lackluster in comparison, but it is still a good game. Like This whole gameplay concept is still novel. There's still nothing like it. And I was still engaged by, like, watching all these clips. Uh, I enjoyed uncovering the story. Uh, I just wish that uh, my conspiracy brain could have been tickled a little bit more by a big twist. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, like, as we said, production value went up from the last one, which is cool to see. Um, And, yeah, acted super well. The writing, uh, don't want to understate that, how clever and layered and complex it all is and i feel like yeah this would be really hard to design for and don't want to let that go underappreciated because it can be easy to not think of that part of the game and just kind of focus on the on the watching videos aspect of it Mm -hmm. so definitely an interesting follow-up i appreciate that it tried to do some different stuff but i feel like they needed to replace that novelty of the original and that big twist with something else to kind of like rest the gameplay concept on to carry it in a sequel and make it feel like just as good and they didn't really do that so uh yeah so good game, good follow-up to a great game. Yep. That's all. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. I think, yeah, if you go back to our episode on her story, my final thoughts for this game are essentially my final thoughts on that game with an addendum. So I am still incredibly impressed with the way that this game was done because a lot of the a lot of the complicated parts of this lie in the script uh it's difficult to create something that both feels real and immersive and plays well and you can like 
expect the majority of players to have to unravel as opposed to take shots and somehow succeed anyway. And it needs to make sense no matter what way you cut it. Um, and that's like basically a summary of what I said last time. The difference here is basically what you said. I think that the her story feels more like a game and telling lies feels more like a movie where even though this game has tons of just silence uh, in, in it of people staring at a computer screen with a dead look in their eyes, the story itself is a lot more expressive. Uh, I feel like the characters are really well-written and well-performed and the actual like storyline when written out in chronological order is honestly just more interesting but that doesn't make it more interesting to play as a game uh her story is a game that's really well suited for the medium because it has that twist and it makes it feel like a puzzle game and it makes you feel like you're really figuring stuff out and telling lies you feel like you figured it out really early and your engagement is going to just be how much are you enjoying the story that's being told yeah how much of the story do you want to piece together exactly yeah so i guess like the summary there is both are fantastic if you've not played either play her story and if you've played her story definitely play this one also because it it, it scratches a similar itch uh yeah in it just is a different like way. more her story if mm-hmm. you just want that uh searching for video clips fix yeah <laughs> that's what i'm a, i just go on youtube sometimes and just type in random yeah. words her story with higher production value and no twist yeah they traded in the twist for higher production yeah. value. thank you for listening to no clip pocket this week what are we talking about next time next time we're continuing mystery may with Hypno Space Outlaw, a game that I will struggle to tell you anything about. Uh, staying on theme, it's another game where you search through a computer for stuff. <laughs> uh, this one gets a lot more weird, though. Mm-hmm. So that's our our genre of the year for Mystery May. Computer mystery. Computer mysteries. Uh, <laughs> until that time, if you want to get a hold of us, all of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. There you can find links to our Twitter account, our email, our Discord, where you can come talk about the games, give us suggestions for other ones. Uh, you can listen to all of our old episodes here or on YouTube, like our episode on Her Story is the obvious mm-hmm. one. Uh, Device 6, another good mystery title. Mm-hmm. I forget what we did for Mystery May last year other than that, so... Uh, Ethan Carter? Yeah, you can listen to that one, too. Mm -hmm. I tell a funny joke with the word ass in it. That's what I remember about that one. Uh... (laughs) Uh, Search up all of our videos and hit the like button on all of them. Subscribe. (laughs) Type subscribe into the search bar and watch all the related clips. Ooh, I'm hearing some feedback. Not like okay. the regular feedback, like a 
I am not. Okay, that's probably good. It means it's most likely my headphones. Hiding in my headphones. How about this? Not doing it for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, right there. That's the stuff.